from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, another candidate has announced their intention to run for the 2024 council election. Pi Augustine launched her campaign recently to run again for Division 1. Hear why Pi ran in 2020 and what residents are saying then and now. It's Tuesday, May 30, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today during Reconciliation Week. This podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. We are about 10 months away from the next local government election and it's been brought forward two weeks to March 16, 2024. About three and a half years ago, Redbank Plains resident Pi Augustine ran unsuccessfully for one of two councillor spots in Division 1. Pi has again declared her intention to run again next year in the same division and is out on the hustings very early. Thanks for speaking with Ipswich today, Pi. Oh, pleasure. Thanks, Alan, for having me today. Why did you run in 2020? Well, Alan, to be honest, I was I was part of the, the community at a grassroots level, uh, working in sporting clubs, and um, I could see with, um, with my leadership skills within the sporting clubs and the energy that I had for life that I could come into council and really make a difference, but that didn't happen, did it? <laughs> no, but were there any specific issues that were really motivating you back then? Oh, I think it's, um, you know, when it's the um, having the voice of the community listened to, you know, and um, I think it was trying to get the voice and it was a little bit uh, problematic. And I thought, you know, I reckon I could be in there to actually help the community a little bit more. So it was more so just the the voice of the community not being being listened to or just having roadblocks. Um, put in front. There were a lot of twists and turns in that 2020 election campaign. A few last minute candidates. I'm not too sure when uh, Sheila Ryland nominated, but uh, her name recognition obviously helped get her across the line. You were one of eight candidates for that division. You came fourth, but there wasn't much in it between you and third, and you did run a strong campaign. Have you run as a candidate at any other level of government previously? No, that was my first time and um, a little bit of baptism of fire, I, you know, so I got in there and did my best. And, you know, between the top four, there wasn't that many, you know, percentages between us, you know. So, yeah, I thought I did quite well. And it was a whole new experiment too for Ipswich with the change to having uh, two councillors per division. In 2020, as you were going around, what were residents telling you that were their concerns? Oh, back in 2020, it was quite a, um, to be honest, it was a quite a really quiet tone in the community. And I suppose that was, um, there was no point of reference for them because there was no council, you know, in the community. So I, I feel that people were a little bit unsure. But the two major things that were really prominent were the, the dumps and also the smell. Um so the smell is definitely still around, especially in Red Bank Plains, and that's quite a hot topic. Have residents' concerns and feedback changed in that four years? What are they saying to you now? 
Oh, they're a little bit more, um, uh, you know, open with their feedback now. I think now it's more, it's still, let me tell you, the the smell is definitely still there, but I know there's some legislation changes that hopefully can change um, that. But I feel like the biggest thing is, apart from the, the usual like roads and rubbish, that sort of thing, the other real big concern from the residents they just feel like they don't have um, access to calling on the councillors on their time, you know. They've got to jump through hoops to get to access. And I think um, people were used to being able to access councillors. So the biggest thing from that point of view is the residents are really looking the councillors to get back into the, the community. Even though there's been changes to the Local uh, Government Act in how councillors interact with council staff, that shouldn't stop councillors being out in the community. Oh, I think it's more so. You're, you're totally right. You're totally right. Um, um, but I feel like it's um, from the community. So the councillors do go out and they have their stalls, but I think that's on the councillors' time. And I think it's more so the residents... If they've got an issue today, they don't want to wait for in two weeks' time to go and see the councillor when they have a like a stall. They're wanting to be able to, yes, there's the office right there in my community and I'm going to go and see them. Because to be honest, so me being in Red Bank Plains and if I had a concern and I had to go into Ipswich, you know, it does take quite a, you know, 25 minutes to get in there. So that's quite a distance when, you know, most people are used to calling down to their councillor. Now, the interesting thing there, Pi, is that uh, the councillor's offices were closed uh, when under administration. And mm. while there have been some attempts, I believe, to have them re-established in some form, that hasn't happened yet. What about other issues in the division? Uh, is there much talk about the proposed development around Deebing Creek and the uh, area sensitive to First Nations people? No, I haven't. I've been doing, to be honest, I've been doing a lot of um, door knocking around the place and trying to get concerns from the residents. That seems like it's a it's a hot topic that, you know, is got a lot of machinations in it with, you know, there's so many moving parts to it. So the, the for me, the, the the point of view from the, the community is that they're just looking, they don't want to have a, you know, too much of a, um, a say in that side of things because they're just waiting to see all of the different parts, the moving parts actually settle down before they can have a say. Should you be successful in 2024, what would be your top five priorities? Oh, well, um, for me, the top priorities. One is um, a vibrant community. And what I what I mean by that is um, I would really like to see more uh, uh, attractions in Ipswich so we become a destination from uh, Queensland tourism. Looking at that, it's like creating opportunities that we can, you know, get tourists coming into Ipswich. Um, that's one, you know, roads, Definitely roads. You know, my suspension on my car is telling me roads need to be fixed up. The other one is parks, and we need to, you know, um, have a look at that as well. You know, we've got a couple of sporting clubs that um, are at capacity, and they're looking, they're under pressure, and you know, we need to find new homes for them already. Let alone with the increase of our residents' numbers going up, 
our clubs are going to be even called upon a bit more and there's going to be the call for more green space. So we have to look at that. Definitely, definitely the smell um, in Red Bank Plains. It's hideous. I go for walks in the morning and just so that legislation has to come in place to try and curb that smell. And definitely I, I would really look to see that council officers get back into the suburbs. Understanding that public transport is a state government responsibility and you are from the Red Bank Plains area, I think that's now Ipswich's biggest suburb population-wise. Is there much talk in the community about the proposed rail line from Ipswich to Springfield Central? There isn't um, as such, but there is talk about the actual transport, as you said, a state government point of view. Um, We need to increase buses um, in Ipswich. There's just a real call for transport to be able to be more accessible to the residents. You know, we've got a community centre that the bus lines about if, if you were to walk, you know, it would take you a good five minutes to get to the um, the community centre. So definitely that side of things needs to change. And as you said, it is a state government point of view. And with the um, the train line, it definitely needs to come because our, our transport system is, you know, on of a, a steep hill to crash if we don't do something around it. So, you know, and that needs, you know, I know there's been stuff done by the federal, state and local, so hopefully that can be on a, um, a good um, pathway forward. One of the most asked questions at local government election time, Pi, is are candidates members of any political party? Have you now or previously been in a party? Oh yes, I am. I'm I'm a, a proud member of the Australian Labor Party because my values line with um, with that party. Um, but the ALP uh, ALP doesn't endorse candidates for the election, so I'm running as an independent, um, and I'm not part of any team or party structure. And do you think you'd be able to handle making a decision for the good of the city that might go against the ALP? Oh, one hundred percent. Because as I said, I'd be just because you're a you know a member of a um, of a party. I put it in, in sporting terms. If you're a part of the Broncos, doesn't mean you can't watch St George or um, you know or Manly play. So you know, if I get elected, I definitely will be able to make decisions. On that sporting note, we'll leave it there. Pi, thanks very much for speaking with Ipswich today. Not a problem. Thanks for having me again. Thank you, Alan. And that's it for this episode. Don't forget to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music, or play Ipswich today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.